Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us today. And we have over 600,000 listeners here in the United States, and our overseas audience is continuing to grow. So I want to thank you for sharing with your friends, your family members and associates. We've had a lot of people come and say, hey, look, I'd like to get more information on this topic or that topic. So if that you're interested in that, we would love to help you. So go to viewers at savingwithsteve.com. That's viewers at savingwithsteve.com. And you know what? We're going to get you the information you need. We just had somebody request the topic of divorce and taxes. And you know what? We've got a lot of requests for that. So coming up, you're going to get Brett Casper's the family law attorney that is also a CPA for uh, Casper and Lugai. And you know what? You're going to see him up pretty soon. Today, we're definitely talking about money. With all that's going on right now, companies are struggling. People all over the U.S. and the world are starting businesses to make sure we get you what you need. I have Thomas Michael Hoggs, author of the book, Profitable Growth Strategies, Seven Proven Best Practices from German Companies. Thomas has helped 300 plus businesses achieve seven to 12 figures with up to $8 million in U.S. monthly recurring revenue, and he's here to help us. Now, I'm also going to talk about the how to use the 50-20-30 rule to master your budget. We are all looking forward to the post-pandemic world. Many people are starting to put together travel itineraries, trying to figure out what to do, where to go. We have Isabel Leong, full travel blogger, digital nomad, SEO coach, roaming the world to one, to provide us with financial savvy tips on how to travel in a post-pandemic world. Now with that, I want to welcome Liz, Isabel. Isabel, thank you for joining the show. Hey, where are you right now? What country are you in? I've been to about 40 odd countries now, um, ranging from Europe. That's where I first started the my travel experience, really, because I bought that one-way ticket to um, France to do my school exchange for a semester. Mm-hmm. And that was what really kickstarted my whole journey. But before that, as a kid, my family, we used to go on trips around Asia, around Australia, about once or twice a year during the school holidays. So that really, everything adds up. Around Asia, I've been around Asia. I've been around Europe, most of Central America and Central Europe and West Europe. I was doing that as a student. I was traveling solo and on a student budget since then. I've been around the US and right now I'm in South America. This is my first country in South America and I did it before this. I've never been. So it's really exciting that I get to do this in South America this year because it was totally unexpected. Like the pandemic hit and so 
really there were no plans for travel at all. So being able to be here and spending the next few months around South America traveling, it's really going to be very exciting. My understanding is you're actually in Colombia right now. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's really cool. Me personally, I used to travel a lot for business. So I've been to South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, most of Europe, Canada, Pacific Rim, a few other places, but nothing where I've had the opportunity to sit down there and just hang out and get to know it. I've done that a couple of yeah. times and it was a great experience. I've looked at your website and there's a lot of great tips there. We're looking at moving out of this post-pandemic world. I mean, mm-hmm. people are getting an itchy trigger figure to go travel. Uh, they're trying to figure out what they want to do. When it comes to world travel, what's the best advice for somebody who's looking to get started to do that or going on that dream adventure? Yeah, I would say first to look at the kinds of experiences that somebody is wanting to do, like whether it's going to cities like Busan or Japan, if the user wants to do, or maybe it's going to the mountains. So from there, you can narrow down the types of travel preferences you like and then figure out a budget that works for you because different countries have different costs of livings and different expenses. And so you can narrow down even more from there. A trick that I really like to use is to go on Google Flights. So they have this explore feature where basically you have your point of departure, which is wherever you're in now, then you just click explore. It actually gives you a wide array of different routes flying from your point of departure. And you can adjust the slider based on your budget. So if you want a flights to be under $500, then they will show you a different flight routes that go from your country that you're flying out from. So what you're saying is, if they go on Google flights and click explore, they'll have the ability to look at all the different flights that are going somewhere. So they can actually just kind of print it out, put it up on the wall and throw a dart and say, I want to go there. And then they can say, Hey, you know what? I'd like to do it for less than $500. And they will show some routes that you could take to stick within your budget. Yeah, exactly. That. So it's very easy to see how far you want to go and how long the flight is. Everything is on that map and it's really responsive. So it's very easy to just explore the destinations you can go to. One of the recommendations that you talk about is everybody has a different language. What's the best way to navigate that? I have lived in Japan where in a very local mountainside town where nobody speaks a word of English. And then now in the past six months, I've been traveling through Costa Rica and Mexico. And now in Colombia, I've had really travels with communicating with people because I don't speak their local language. And so, I mean, this is really just a hack. It's kind of cheating my way through learning a foreign language, but Google Translate really works wonders. You can just download the app. You can download the language that you want to translate to offline. And Mm -hmm. even if you're in destinations where there is no cell service, you can just use it offline. And there is this conversation button where you can just speak and it will translate. And then the other person will speak in their foreign language and it will translate back into, say, English or whatever language you're comfortable with. Oh, that's wonderful. I I love to cheat like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really cheating. And they also have have a, a camera function where you can just point your camera at the label of a product or something in the foreign language and it instantly translates in the camera view. You know, it's really interesting because way back in the late 80s, I traveled to Spain to help set up a big business deal. I thought my Spanish was good enough. 
But it turns out it's like you go to Mexico and the Spanish is a little more of a slang compared to Spain because it's the King Spanish. So mm-hmm. I did a very poor job of trying to translate what somebody else was saying and it didn't do too really well. But when it came to food, I was thinking, you know what, I'll just go make something, you know, the little flat they have for me and all that stuff. And I didn't realize I got the wrong one. I just thought it was the right one. And it was the one that was really spicy. And it didn't work out for my stomach for a couple of days. Oh, dear. <laughs> so having something like that is really, really nice. Yeah, lost in translation. I don't want to be lost like that in translation again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might end up in another county without proper translation. No, I think that's wonderful. So we're going to take a quick little break and we're going to come right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. I want to welcome you back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. We have Isabel Leon. She's in Colombia talking to us about wonderful travel tips. She talked to us about Google flights, Google translations, which could save your stomach just like it would have been for me. Too bad it's about 15 years too late, but that's the way it goes. Now, one of the questions I do have is this. There are some times where I had wonderful experiences where I got to know a couple local people. How do you go about getting local recommendations? Where's the best place to find those recommendations? So you find great restaurants, maybe a hotel or entertainment um, and or even travel suggestions. I would say the first point of contact whenever I go to a foreign destination would always be the accommodation. And so as much as I can, I try to stay in a local neighborhood. I'll try to stay with a local host. You could go by Airbnb to find a local host. One travel tip that I recently came across is that some of the destinations, at least in Latin America, they they do a lot of renting of their properties on Facebook groups. It's been really eye-opening. It's changed the way I book accommodation after I knew about this. You can liaise directly with the host on Facebook group and really um, work out a price. And so usually this is much, much, much cheaper than going through third-party platforms like Airbnb, where they would mark up the price with their fees. To answer your question, Yeah, this would be my first point of contact, speaking to local hosts, asking them about where their favorite restaurants are, where to find local food, the best mode of transportation. So for with this host that I'm staying with now, by default, everybody thinks that Uber is the cheapest way to get around. 
But actually, if you haven't been to Latin America, which is pretty well known in, in Mexico and in Colombia, which is called Didi, usually getting a taxi to and fro is much cheaper on this app than on Uber, for instance. I'll try to join local Facebook groups as well. For example, in Colombia, in Medellin here, I am in a couple of digital nomad groups and they're always recommending like best cafes to go to to work or some of the best sushi restaurants around. I mean, I could go research it on different websites, but what better way to learn than from people that actually live and have experienced the culture here? Well, I agree because when we were in Rome, my wife did her best to speak the language because we had a crazy taxi driver. And my wife said, An Italian, I'm going to throw up if you don't slow down. <laughs> and he started laughing. Whoa. And he goes, where are you? And then he asked where we're going. And we said, lunch. And he goes, I take you to a place. Best lunch we've ever had in our life. Uh, it was less expensive than most of the places we ate there. It was one of those things where the owner actually met us and he was really nice. And he just says, I'll take care of you. I've never seen my wife yeah. and daughter uh, fight over dessert before at a restaurant, but it was great. So I love wow. that. That's a great tip. Now, one of the big issues is, and I've traveled overseas and I've used a specific credit card and I actually would prefer a debit card because the charges aren't really there. But what's the best way to handle the different currencies? Because you're in Colombia now. If you go to Mexico or some other place, you're going to be looking at different currency denominations, different exchange rates. So what's the best way to deal with that? The card that I use everywhere I go is called WISE, W-I-S-E. Ever since I got the chance to use it, I have been stuck on it because I withdraw money through this WISE account. Let me tell you what it is. It's multi-currency account. Yeah, ever since I started using it, this card allows you to spend in over 200 countries in the local currency. And so it's been very easy. The best thing I like about it is that the fees are very low. It's one of the lowest when it comes to sending and receiving money. Oh, and great. also they use the local current currency exchange rate. It doesn't mark up any of the exchange rate conversions. So mm -hmm. if I was paying in Mexican pesos and I had... USD or Euro in my account, they would use the most uh, cost-efficient exchange rate to, to charge. If the US dollar wasn't that great, they would use my Euro to exchange to pay the equivalent of the Mexican pesos. Oh, okay. So basically, they're going to look at currency fluctuation and say, hey, look, you know what? We're better yeah. off using the Euro, the US dollar, or the British pound or the Australian dollar to do the exchange for you because it's going to be better for you. Yeah, exactly that. And also because I work online with multiple clients of different currencies. So it's been really very easy for me to transfer and pay money to even to my assistants from other countries in, in Indonesian rupiah, in euro, in US dollar, different currencies. So that's been a really good lifesaver. So now you brought up the next subject that I want to talk about. I know you're an SEO coach, but you're traveling all over the world. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about internet connections. Is it usually the host house that you're staying at has a great internet connection and that's where you do all your work or how do you operate that way? This is like a hot topic among people who work remotely and the other digital nomads that I've met who really have a fixed nine to five job and have to go on constant calls with their company. 
they would have to have constant good connection. Whereas for me, because I manage my own time and my own business and most of the time it's back-end work that I do, I don't have to constantly be on calls. So it's been pretty flexible the way I've built my business. And so usually I'm able to work out of my home or if I fancy, I, I like to go to a cafe to work for a different environment. Mm -hmm. There was this particular case in the last three months, I was actually in a beach town in Puerto Escondido, Mexico. Everyone before I went there was cautioning me against going there because one, the mosquitoes there are relentless and two, it's going to be the bane of all remote workers because the Wi-Fi there is not good. Yeah, I mean, I went anyway because the surfing, it's the surfing capital of Mexico and I wanted a beach break. We went there, the first location, we had decent wife home, so that was fine. But then when we moved to our second apartment, usually when you test the Wi-Fi speed from a scale of 1 to 100, developed countries, you would probably have maybe at least 50 and above. The current one I have is in Medellin is 20. And the one I had in Puerto Escondido was out of 100. It was under one. So you can imagine how difficult it was for me to work. I was constantly frustrated because things wouldn't load. One way that I counted that was to go to an internet cafe like Selena is a popular one. It's a co-working space. So mm -hmm. Selena is one way where I go get high-speed internet to get things done. But apart from that, I mean, it's been good that most of my workflows, my businesses have been automated. It's nice. I do have this downtime where I actually have time to read because my internet isn't working and Netflix isn't working. So it's, it's a nice break for me from having to constantly be on my computer the moment I wake up to the moment I sleep. We're almost done with our time, but I'm just thinking here, I say there's so many people that are probably driving along, you know, it's 11 o'clock in the morning or one or two or three or whatever it is, listen to our show going, you know what? Isabel's living the dream. She's traveling the world. She's working. She's making a living and she's seeing things that we all want to see, but haven't. And you've just told us, hey, this is how I do it. This is how I make my life work. And this is how I experience my joy, my fun. So I want to say kudos to you and thanks for being a kind of a role model. And what I would like to know is how can people get a hold of you if they want to be use you as an SEO coach? Where do they connect yeah. with you to get travel chips? Because I know you're a, a rabid blogger. Also, the reason why I said to be an SEO coach is because with SEO, you're able to grow your traffic organically without paying for ads, without putting much effort. And so I wanted to empower more people, more online businesses to be able to do that. So if you want to get a hold of me, I am on bellaroundtheworld.com. You can find me on every single social media platform out there. I'm most active on Instagram. So if you really want to see my day-to-day -day life as a digital nomad, or my adventures in Medellin and Colombia and beyond. I'm going to Bolivia next. Yeah, you can follow along my Instagram page. Um, my website also has this free SEO course if you guys are interested to learn more about SEO and learn how to automate your business. I want to thank you so much for being here. Go to bellaroundtheworld.com if you'd like to get a hold of Isabel. Keep up the travel. I'd love to have you back to just to hear about where you've been in the next couple of months. Is that okay? Of course, of course. I love connecting with people. I'm going to let you go. You have a wonderful time in Colombia. Stay safe and stay healthy, okay? Thank you. Talk to right. you soon. Bye. Hi, everybody. That was Isabel Leon. If you want to get a hold of her, just go to Bella Around the World. We're going to take a quick little break and we're going to be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. 
Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into the Saving with Steve show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything under the sun enables you to have a happier, healthier relationship with money. You know what? I do want to thank you for joining us. You know what? The next segment is all about how to use the 50-20-30 rule to master your budget. Now, hey, the 50-20-30 rule is an easy budgeting method that can help you manage your money effectively, simply, and sustainably. The basic rule of thumb is divide your monthly after-tax income into three spending categories, 50% for needs, 30% for wants and 20% for savings or paying off debt. By regularly keeping your expenses in balance across the three main spending areas, you can put your money to work for you more efficiently. And with only three major categories to track, you can save yourself the time and stress of digging into the details every time you spend. One question we hear a lot about when it comes to budgeting is why can't I save more? The 50-20, the 50-30-20 rule is a great way to save the age-old riddle and build more structure into your spending habits. If you can make it easier to reach your financial goals, whether you're saving for a rainy day or working to pay off debt. Now, how does the system work? Again, that 50-30-20 rule simplifies budgeting by dividing your after-tax dollars income into just three spending categories, needs, wants, and savings or debt. Knowing exactly how much you spend on each category will make it easier to stick to your budget, help you keep your spending in check, Here's what a budget that looks to address. So that 50% on spending on your needs. Okay, simply put, needs are expressed that you can't avoid. Payment for all the essentials that would be difficult to live without. Okay, so 50% of your actual tax to income should cover monthly rent or mortgage, electric bill, gas bill, transportation, insurance for healthcare, car or pets, minimum loan repayments and basic groceries. If your monthly after-tax income is $2,000, you should allocate $1,000 to those needs. This budget may differ from one person to another. If you find that your needs add up to much more than 50% of your take-home income, you may be able to make some changes to these expenses down a little bit. This could be as simple as swapping to a different energy provider, cable provider, cell phone provider, lower auto insurance provider, looking at uh, different ways to buy groceries at a lower cost instead of having prepackaged food, make your own, 
find some new ways to save money with grocery shopping. It also could mean deeper life changes, such as looking at less expensive living situations. Next, spending 30% of your money on wants. With 50% of your after-tax income taking care of most of your basic needs, 30% of your after-tax income can be used to cover your wants. Wants are defined as non-essential expenses, things you choose to spend your money on, although you could live without, you know, if you had to. This may include dining out, clothes shopping, holidays, gym memberships, entertainment subscriptions, Nextmist, HBO, and so on, groceries, and other essentials. Using the same examples above, if your monthly after-tax income is $2,000, you spend $600 on your wants. If you discover you're spending too much on your wants, it's worth thinking about which of those things you could cut back. You know, as a simple side note, follow the 50-30-20 rule doesn't mean not being happy or enjoying your life. It simply means being conscious about your money by finding areas in your money where in your budget where you could where you're needlessly overspending. If you're confused about whether something is a need or a want, simply ask yourself, could I live without this? If the answer is yes, then it's probably a want. Now, when you're looking at that 20%, you're either utilizing it to pay off debt or savings. The key here is this, pay off the debt so you can get the emergency money, emergency fund. Once you're there, that 20% should go into savings. You wanna set it up automatically. So if you can set it to come right from your, your checking account or from your payroll that goes into your 401k or into an investment account, you can really build because out of sight, out of mind, it just keeps building and that's a wonderful thing. You know, that concludes this segment. You wanna stick with us. We're gonna be right back with more Thomas Michael Hogg. He's got some wonderful things on how to grow a company. So stick with us. We'll be right back with Thomas Michael Hogg. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun it relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. Welcome to the show. I want to first tee this up. Coronavirus has been with us. There's been a lot of things that have occurred to people who have worked in mid upper level management and some industries where the companies have decided to become more nimble. They've 
cut out that level of management. A lot of people say, I think I need to go start my own business. A lot of people are creating offshoots of businesses and they're trying to figure it out. Don't worry. We have Thomas Michael Hoggs here. He's the author of the book, Profitable Growth Strategies, Seven Proven Best Practices from German Companies. But here's the big thing. Thomas has helped 300 plus businesses achieve a seven to 12 figure earnings, and he's here to help. Besides helping business owners make a lot of money, Thomas is the consultant and mentor here with 20 plus years of marketing experience, work experience in countries like Germany, Mexico, Switzerland, and here in the US. He's worked and advised for global companies such as Pepsi, Adidas, Campbell's Soup, and many others. He's the founder and managing director of THM Consulting and Investment Group. Thomas is also a columnist for El Financiero. He's been featured on Bloomberg TV, CNN Expansion, and many others. Thomas, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. Thanks a lot, Steve. So nice to be with you. Yes, yes, yes. I, I know you're coming from us from Monterey, Mexico, which is really cool. It's uh, interesting that uh, you've got some decent weather there as well, as opposed to if you're a little more east and probably a little more snowy, and you'd probably have a jacket on, but that's a different <laughs> So, so we understand where you come from. I'd love for you to just spend a few moments on your story. I mean, uh, actually, kind of it started uh, my, my career in, in, in 2005. Um, uh, where I got the confirmation from Adidas to to work from them. It was one year uh, before the, the 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 soccer, as we say, the football World Cup in Europe, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and it was a, a great experience for me uh, uh, to start to work for for this great company. I mean, for this uh, sporting goods giant. And it was one year before the World Cup when we uh, uh, um, prepared and and launched uh, all the products uh, in the category uh, for the 2006 uh, World Cup in Germany. So there, kind of, I, I started uh, uh, um, getting in touch with uh, customer value, getting in touch with product management, uh, uh, and uh, what we are going to talk a little bit more about profitable growth and uh, uh, working with highly competitive uh, professionals day in day out uh, was was amazing and 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 obviously Steve it was was for me a kind of uh, a dream come true uh, to work for my uh, favorite uh, sport brand and then uh, uh, furthermore uh, um, I I I got into the in, into the consultant business so there I worked for some more projects as as you said Campbell Soup uh, uh, and PepsiCo but also Johnson Controls and more uh, B2B companies and some years ago uh, um, I founded a consultant firm, uh, um, actually focusing on strategy plan, strategy planning, uh, uh, commercial strategy, and 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 analysis of of markets and uh, 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 customer analysis and service. So uh, this is kind of where my my, my journey starts and, and and where I'm kind of now and and uh, it's it's kind of exciting times for me because I was really busy uh, uh, even with uh, COVID and Corona because of my because of my book and and many many company owners needed some help to how to get out of this crisis. Yes, you know what? When people found out that you were going to be on the show, that our, our our viewers started popping in comments. And one of the things that I think there's people, you know, your book is based off some uh, best practices uh, for. Uh, German companies, and I think don't people people realize that there's a Japanese business model, there's an American business model, and there's a German business model. Could you kind of explain the difference of those three for for our listeners? Uh, there's, as you said, I mean, there's there's rarely uh, you can find a lot of literature about the German business model. I mean, we all and I do admire the American business model. I mean, it, it it's really focused on marketing. Uh, it, it is focused also on on investment, and 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 you have. All, also, I mean, uh, this 
always I mean this this financial ecosystem where you where you can have venture capital and where you can uh, have angel investments or venture capital to to boost the business or the, or or your startups in in the first years and then we obviously we know all the the success stories of 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 Google Microsoft uh, Tesla coming up now uh, um, and then actually the Japanese business model is kind of similar to the German one and there's the the, the Chinese business model uh, which is so important nowadays because of the of of, of the power and and the growth of the of of, of this incredible economy uh, but at the end of the day it, it's all about uh, competitiveness so uh, we can talk about countries but but then I can give you the example of Germany but at the end of the day uh, it's about how competitive is your business uh, in the market and now I mean the markets are consolidating right now so the, your competitiveness is so so important and the German business model is really interesting. The backbone of the German economy uh, uh, are the small and medium-sized businesses. Um, Germany has uh, more than 1,500 uh, market leaders in different niches. Uh, uh, this is unique in the, in the in the whole world. There's no other country with more market leaders in 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 in, in different sectors or in different industries. Mm-hmm. Where we talk a lot about engineering, where we talk about uh, cars and and out the automotive industry. Uh, uh, but the, the 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 German business model is so. Uh, successful not only because of the big brands we know Mercedes, BMW, Audi, Adidas, uh, uh, Bayer from from the from the ph- pharmaceutical side, but also because of these small and medium-sized companies who are globally successful uh, uh, and are so important for, for for the economy and the society because of uh, uh, the employment. I see. Okay, so now what I'd like to do is start talking about you know your book, profitable growth strategies. Um, you know, what if somebody were to read that, what would they be able to um, derive from it, and how could that benefit? Them. Um, first of all, understanding that the term uh, profitable growth. Uh, uh, this is a term. Maybe uh, uh, when you go to the corporate business world, it's, it's a common term. But 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 when we when we talk about uh, or we, when we talk to business owners, uh, 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 company owners, or, or or entrepreneurs, this term is not so familiar. So uh, this is uh, uh, how to get in a profitable growth zone and why profitable growth is important because profitable growth means you have uh, uh, at the same time top and bottom line growth. This means you, 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 you increase your sales and revenues. It is really difficult because all the studies we have seen and 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 all and studies we have carried out, we have seen only 25% of all the companies are achieving to be in a profitable growth zone, which means to having a constant revenue and a, 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 a profit growth. It's really difficult to get into this zone, though. This is would be the, the first, uh, I would say, golden nugget to say, okay, what's about profitable growth? And this is so important. Uh, also for startups and, and and for company owners and and to know okay what are the margins in the industries what are what are the goals and the objectives in the industries from from my from my competitors and peers and 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 and, and where is the first bar on 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 these financial objectives uh, I have to reach you know then we can we can go on 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 on, on the details how we reach uh, the the profitable growth okay now um you have uh, five crucial concepts that enhance any businesses achieving customer value employee value and obviously top end bottom line growth. Um, the first one's quality is king. So could you kind of explain that to, to our audience there? Uh, I mean, uh, we have kind of a reputation for German products that the, the German products are quality products. I mean, mm-hmm. Made in Germany stands kind of for quality. Uh, and uh, I can give you an example. When I worked for Adidas uh, in my first day, when I when I walked walked in the, the, the testing or the R&D center, uh, we had to uh, we had to certify the products uh, um, uh, or or soccer balls with the FIFA, and there, uh, uh, I mean, you test quality and say, okay, bouncing uh, materials, 
uh, um, and also durability. But the, the most important thing or lesson learned for me was there, they told me, hey, Thomas, look, all our competitors, they try to, to, to reach or to achieve the FIFA standard, which we can say it's 100. And they t- told me, but here in our testing center, we try to achieve 150. We really try to achieve a superior uh, uh, quality. And so we can, we, 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 our competitive advantage is about quality. And this is kind of a mindset you need to have. I mean, really, we talk about uh, a lot of, of, of customer value, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's about quality. Uh, it's about quality about your service. It's about quality about your product. And there, uh, it's all about how you, you set the bar and how high you set your bar. Mm-hmm. So basically, what you're, what you're saying is the quality of the product, whether it be software whether to be a soccer ball or car or shoe or whatever, it's got to be the top quality and it's got to be over and above the, um, the, the, rest, uh, the rest of your competitors. If it is, you'll likely have a product that will last um, and you would be able to receive. And what's, what's the next step after? I mean, obviously there's cost to go in a soccer ball. Uh, are you able to, uh, was it, I don't remember, was Adidas able to achieve a higher price point by having that quality and make better profits or? Always. I mean, uh, when we talk about quality, we, we, we talk about uh, uh, added value and we talk about pricing, right? So uh, uh, this is one of the, the, of the most important thing. Uh, you get higher margins out of quality products, obviously, and uh, you uh, will be a more profitable uh, uh, company. So, so this is why we're talking talking about profitable growth. Quality is one key experience uh, uh, or, or or key goal. Uh, you you need to 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 be more profitable. Okay, so. Um, so if you're a service company, like a financial services company, that whole process that you're taking from, you know, meeting the customer, evaluating the, comp- the customer, um, providing a quality financial advice, and then an implementation, that whole process has to be the best of cert- uh, or the best of pr- uh, the best or the standard in the industry. Nowadays, we 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 have all new words. I mean, the customer journey, customer experience. But at the end of the day, it's the same. It's the same as as as, as service quality at the end of the day. So so uh, uh, it has to do obviously to to understand the customer uh, and to serve a customer and 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 be relevant for, for for a customer. And at the end of the day, to have when we talk about financial service companies or services, I mean, there you you need to give them a, a return on investment and and and, and products who are last products uh, uh, who 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 are uh, beating the competitors. I mean, these are the ones who. That where you get uh, a higher return on investment. That's excellent. Hey, you know what? We're going to stop right there. We're going to take a quick little break and then we'll be back. So stick with us. We've got more with Thomas Michael Hoggs and his book, Profitable Growth Strategies, because he's imparting some wonderful knowledge to us. So hold on. We'll be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family 
to tune into the Saving with Steve show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, I want to welcome you back to Saving with Steve. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you all for joining us, following us, recommending to your friends, families, associates to come and watch us here on Saving with Steve. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can go to the Saving with Steve Sexton Facebook page or go to the savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. You can see all the recordings of the shows. If you're in the United States, you can see us on Monday nights throughout the United States at 6 p.m. Tuesdays in England and many other countries in Europe. Uh, and then we're off to the streaming sites after that. So if you'd like to follow us, you can go to our YouTube page at Saving with Steve section on YouTube. Again, I want to thank some of our networks at BBS Radio, UK Health Radio, New York TV, and Stitcher, as well as YouTube. I want to thank them all for helping us spread the message. If you have a problem, we want to provide solutions and help you with living a life of personal and financial freedom. So welcome back to Saving with Steve, where we talk about the ins and outs of money. We have Thomas Michael Hoggs, author of the book, Proven Growth Strategies. We've been talking about the five critical concepts that will enhance any business achieving customer value, employee value, as well as solid top and bottom line growth numbers. Thomas, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being here with us again. We just finished talking about how quality is king. Now, let's go into the next one, which is innovation is best. So help us understand that. Why is innovating a very important thing? At the end of the day, when we talk about innovation, it's not only the term innovation. Uh, you need uh, for us, and then and comparing a little bit uh, about the, the, the German model, uh, innovation for us are functional products or, or functional services uh, uh, at the end of the day. So so innovation one, you need a functional uh, service or product. And, and, and secondly, uh, uh, you need a return on investment on each innovation. So innovation is important. So you need, when you start a business, uh, when you want to lead a, a niche or, or your market, I mean, you have to invest in R&D. You have to have a, a, a budget for, for innovation. You have to, you, I mean, uh, uh, obviously you need resources. Uh, uh, to be a, a company who is innovating and is a company who's who's at the end of the day uh, adding adding value. So this is the one of the one of the key points also of of the German business model that they do invest uh, in R and D and that not only the companies. Uh, uh, I mean also the government. When we see uh, um, Germany is invest investing three percent of uh, its uh, GDP in uh, in R and D. Uh, Israel, for example, it's investing five percent of its GDP in in R&D but there are a lot of countries who do not invest as much and not 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 only talking about countries but, but there are not as many uh, uh, companies who do invest, invest in R&D this was the case when i worked at Adidas uh, uh, we have seen uh, nike was spending a little bit more on on, on marketing on ads uh, uh, and 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 adidas uh, is spending a little bit more on on R&D what 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 is what is a clear focus for functional product and quality i see i see so it's important to look at 
at finding the best product and continually develop it and getting those, um, I want to say, um, advancements in that product so athletes can perform better, uh, whether they're wearing clothes, socks, shoes, or just kicking a soccer ball. And when it comes to like US, we saw Nike, their focus was more on marketing and spreading the word and making it cool to have their products. Um, so when you look at brands like Porsche and things, uh, companies like that, obviously people pay a premium for that innovation that they have. Yeah, that's true. At the end of the day, it's about uh, performance. And I, I do remember when I started at Adidas, uh, it, it was really when you when you learn about the history of the founder, Adolf Dasla or Adi Dasla, uh, uh, he just had one mission. He had one purpose. This was uh, helping with products to, 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 to help the athletes to perform better. Uh, and at the end of the day, this should be our our mm-hmm. everyday task, and and with our company to service a product and 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 to make our clients better, or or to or to help and support them, and then. And and this really this focus on product, this focus on on performance. I guess sometimes we uh, uh, we for, we we, for, we just forget uh, the, the importance on 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 quality and innovation. And you have to spend time and money uh, 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 to be a, a benchmark company if you want so. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is obviously lead your market, and we're talking about that right now. So um, uh, so what are the big things that people or companies don't do or make a mistake in doing, and they don't end up leading? their market uh, selling too many products or services to too many segments or too many clients so it's not clear uh, what your product is about and for 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 whom is your product so it's really important that uh, um, i mean the saying the riches are in the niches is 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 is, is coming really is coming true because i mean there you have a focused product. Uh, you have a, a product for for a specific segment, and there you can focus. And there you 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 should try to be the best in this segment or in, in this niche. And this is kind of again, this is kind of this this, this German business model where sometimes uh, uh, our culture is a little bit black and white, and 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 we are a little bit rigid in the things how we are doing. But but in, in when it comes to strategy, we really uh, in the German business we focus and try to be the best in our market. We we we, we and and being the best in 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 your market. This means, Steve, that you 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 kind of you drive a natural demand for your product and your services when you do have the highest quality. For a specific segment. That's right. That's great. Okay. So, um, what, what about? I know this is more German and European. It's a leave the country. I mean, leave the country has to do with 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 export, uh, exporting, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 again, I I I I will I will start again. If if you have a high quality, and this is what it would happen to a lot of these small and medium sized uh, German companies, and uh, uh, um, very often uh, still family businesses, focusing on quality, innovation, being the best in your market drives this natural demand. So so they kind of export. And uh, uh, what means export means more sales. Uh, 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 more sales means that this in, in your strategy plan, your geographical footprint is really important. I mean, you can have an extraordinary product, but if you're just staying in your town and and you're not leaving your town, talking about I mean a national footprint uh, mm-hmm. or 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 like later uh, international footprint. I mean, you have to leave your country or you have to leave your town. And 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 you have to anal- you have to do an analysis. Okay, where is my 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 target market? Maybe your target market uh, is in Asia, because I mean, uh, 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 because when we talk about market size uh, and all the big brands talking about Audi, talking about the German automakers, they are really huge in the in China, and this is where I end the future uh, uh, battle 
about the, the electric car market will be in China in, in, in at one point of 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 time. Mm -hmm. You know what? It was interesting because I had experience in my previous business working overseas. We sold American houseware items, and uh, when we were in England, the 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 bowls and the the serving dishes and all that worked out really really well. But when they started looking at providing containers, it didn't work out well because everybody didn't have the same sort of refrigerator you have in the United States and didn't have the same sort of covered space. They didn't have the same size house, the whole shot. So that, that, that division really had some issues. And on top of that, when we went to countries like South Africa or Australia, the, you know, everything went really, really well because of one, size refrigerators, two, everybody loved the American-made products. Uh, and it was uh, very, very, very profitable for us. Uh, in fact, it was even more so profitable than what we actually had in the United States just because of the mystique or the need for American-made items at that time. I mean, that's right. I mean, uh, there you see, uh, there's a lot of uh, great American brands uh, and, and products. And uh, so I guess uh, uh, when we talk about also about about technology, when we talk about Silicon Valley, when we talk about all innovations coming from there, uh, it, 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 it's great. So I guess uh, every country has kind of it, its niches as well and its it, it strengths. Uh, uh, so it's important to know your strengths as well. So as a, as a country, but but obviously as, as a business owner and, 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 and try to to take advantage of your strengths and 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 define it in mm -hmm. your business plan to 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 keep growing. Now we have about two minutes left. I'd just like to talk about how you go about working with a business owner when you're doing coaching, and then uh, where's the best place for people to get a hold of you, your book, and so on. Yeah, I I I like and I really love to to help a business owner, a company owner, uh, or even an entrepreneur to get from from point A to the, the point B, and 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 having a vision. Okay. Uh, uh, what's your financial vision? How big do you see your, your your company? Talking about sales, so helping helping on this company growth journey, uh, uh, helping to take the right decisions, helping to make strategies, and uh, uh, also help them in the implementation part. So we just we are doing a, a deep analysis about your market, about your uh, uh, target market, uh, uh, about your strengths and weaknesses, and then. Uh, we understand also a little bit the competition, and then we we make a strategy plan, and 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 I help you um, along uh, talking about at least ten months uh, uh, to to penetrate this market and and to mm -hmm. achieve profitable growth. And you can reach me on on best on my on my website uh, profitablegrowthstrategy.com, and I'm I'm in LinkedIn Thomas Michael Hawk. Uh, I guess there where I interact most with with business and company owners. Now I'll, I'll say this: I want to thank you for being on the show today. I have have read a good portion of your book and I, I love it for, for my business. And I saw many parallels of what we did when we were overseas. And I just smirked and said, okay, we did it right. Uh, <laughs> so I want to, again, thank you for being part of the show today. Uh, if you'd like to talk to Thomas Michael Hogg, you want to go to provengrowthstrategies.com. And you know what? I wish you all the success and, and you know maybe we'll have you on again in, in the future. We'll see you, Michael. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Steve. It was really great. It was a great experience. I'll see you. Bye. We'll look forward to seeing you next week uh, right here. And I want to thank our network partners and affiliates, UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio, New York City, E360 TV, Las Vegas TV Network. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal and financial freedom. Again, you can follow us on Facebook at Saving with Steve Sexton or go to the website at savingwithsteve.us. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, 
visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton.